0: You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC.
1: What's happening? It's Brad. Listen, before we get started, just want to let you guys know this episode, the audio might be a little choppy. We have some internet challenges, and you, will, you may hear parts where the conversation just cuts off and it feels like it's a long break. It's just the internet was choppy. I'm sorry, uh, but I appreciate you guys listening to us. Hope that you can enjoy this episode and every episode of What's Happening. Love you.
0: Yo, what's happening with What's Happening?
1: Welcome to what's happening. I'm Brad.
2: And I'm Fred. It's
1: the show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro?
2: Not much, bro. Man, about to get ready to hit Lima, go to my grandma's ninetieth birthday, you know, what I'm saying party. So, wow, um, uh, with my peoples, you know, man. What I mean? rock out with, with Granny.
1: That's a- much. That's what's up, man. Happy birthday to Granny, bro. I, I, um, yeah, my grandmother is 83, man. I hope she lived to see 183. I love that woman. Hey,
2: most, most definitely, most definitely. Right, it's going to be interesting. Her mama made it to 93 or 94. I had my great-grandma's until I was 17. It's one That's one of those numbers, So it's going to be, it's going to be dope to see, you know what I'm saying, how far she make it. I'm going to tell you now. We was just kicking it for my sister's graduation party, and she got up and danced with me and everything. So, so she still uh, to me, she's still straight. You know what I mean? You, know, you yeah, showing no sign of slowing down for real, for real.
1: Yeah, man, that's dope. Yeah, I have an aunt here, man, ninety four years old, man. Don't that's look it, don't look it. Uh, just, as uh, wonderful, as sweet as she can be. Um, yeah, I mean, you just never know how that stuff works out, bro. I mean, right. but I hope so, man, because, you know, you know, this is not what we're talking about, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it out. Um, it's not the topic for discussion for tonight, but you know, <laughs> yesterday we did lose one of the icons of basketball. Y'all listen to this every uh, week. Y'all know Russell. we like basketball. I I can't let this whole episode go without saying rest in peace to the legend Bill Russell. Bill
2: Russell. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I just said. I'm tripping. I didn't yeah. even hear you.
1: So it's all good. do
2: about it. We uh, rest, in, rest in peace to Bill Russell for
1: sure. Man, eleven time, ta- eleven time champion, five time MVP, the first black coach in professional in American major professional sports basketball, football, hockey, baseball, all them. Damn. Bill Russell was the first black man to do it, and he passed away yesterday. But rest in peace to the legend. And <laughs> let me go full screen, because Brandon over there fooling in the comments. We're going to get started. We have a wonderful guest, wonderful guest with us. She's an author. Her, what's the name of the book? I swear to God, I lost it. I had it and I lost it already. You mute it. <laughs>
3: it's uh it's
1: called in the dangerous game <laughs> that's what it, i'm sorry bianca glasgow how are you
3: i am fine uh or should i say what's happening everybody
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. exactly what you're supposed to say i love yeah. it
2: I'm, yeah,
1: good. It I'm good. Good. uh we, we're happy to have you um i appreciate it thank you no i wanted to bring i, I wanted to bring you on board i was so glad that you're so gracious to say yes even though I use Android and you use iPhone. She still said yes. get <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> back, back to
2: one of them fights, huh?
1: <laughs> Listen, listen, and you can listen to this on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Straight up. And the entire archive on Apple Podcasts. But nonetheless, now I want to bring you on board because um, you're an author, and I want to talk about what your journey is to, to, you know, what made you decide to write a book, you know, and you've written, am I remember am I remembering this correctly? You've written two?
3: I've actually written seven. Hey! But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so That's I've dope. written seven, um, but there are only actually three that are independently published. Okay. Uh, but I do have the rights to all of my books, Mm. The, um, the other four, they're just not up on Amazon right now.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, you know, what was your inspiration? I mean, if you are, you have seven books written, I, I got to imagine that at a young age that, that you decided you want to be a writer.
3: Facts. Uh, so I actually, I started writing when I was in first grade, um, I started writing poems that were entered into like the little elementary school writing book, as they called it then. Uh, So that's actually when I started, but I can say, I slowed it down a little bit once I got a little bit older, but writing has been something that I always like to do. So, uh, yeah, I, I did start young. I started young. The idea of turning my writings into a book, was actually inspired by my grandmother, but then I kind of got a little bit of wind beneath my wings with Reggie. He's the one that told me like, yeah, babe, you should make these some books. I said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So I started my first novel, I'll say what, 2012? 2012? And I finished it in 2018. Yep.
1: Okay. So, and I'm just taking notes so I can keep keep track with the conversation. I'm going to have more questions later for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so, first off, shout out to Reggie. Uh I, I said it before we officially started the show, but for podcast listeners, Bianca's husband, Reggie, is, uh he and I went to high school together. So, we're talking... Mm, 25, 20, no, not, 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 20, not 25, but about 20, 21 years ago uh, <laughs> is when I met, is when I met Brody. So now shout out. Um, so you said you, you, you've you written seven. The first novel was written in 2012. Yes. And you said you, your granny is the one that was really kind of your first, you know, go ahead, baby, you can do it. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. Yes, and I you were talking about grandmothers earlier, so yeah, my grandmother would have celebrated her 100th birthday on July 28th. Wow, uh, yeah, she passed when I was five. So, oh,
1: yeah. oh, wow! Mm-hmm. So she put that into you at a at a young, young age. age,
3: a very young age. So it stuck with you. Oh man, I was cooking and cleaning and. Writing, <laughs> so yes, my grandmother, very huge inspiration, very huge.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome, Brandon. I'm a Brandon. I'm gonna play. You, uh, I'm gonna show you a question here in a second or make sure we get to it. So I don't think we're just leaving you out. But um, your grandmother put that in your young age, and you said you was cooking, cleaning, and, and writing. Did you physically write, or do you keep like a tape recorder or something and just jot your thoughts, or you know what I'm saying? What what goes
3: into that flow? It it has honestly progressed. Um, It started out as me just jotting down words. And from that, it turned into me creating stories. And from that, I took it back a step uh, and I started doing what's called word webs. So just jotting down little ideas of how I want things to flow. And then I take it back and make it a story. So as of right now, I have a notebook just full of little ideas and things that I want to say, Hmm, that might be a good story. And I just let the words flow, let the words flow from that.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's dope concept. That's definitely a different take for sure. So <laughs> my question, because you said you, you wrote your first novel in 2012. Yes. When was it published?
3: that novel was published in 2018 2018. okay Mm -hmm.
2: so it makes me go to my next question which is the reason it wasn't published into 2018 was it because the different ways of going about writing and publishing a book changing you know having the abilities of being able to publish from like Amazon or different websites. I know there's other, you know, places, but Amazon's like fluently used nowadays, but, um, there's other ways to freelance your books versus I'm sure in 2012, it wasn't as what it is now, you know what I mean? So it was there some complications there of getting it published. You know what I'm saying? Probably I'm pretty sure you probably had to go through like a publishing house or something more of that nature back then versus mm-hmm. now being able to submit it and having somebody go over it and tell you, okay, we had to kick it back because it is, fix this or whatever, and you're right. tweaking it on the go. How mm-hmm. how did that?
3: Well, one of the things that I wanted to consider was the audience. Um, because I write mostly urban fiction, the audience for that is mostly people that are in the urban areas. So places like Barnes and Noble, um, they have a very, very, very limited selection of urban authors. Um, so that was the first thing I considered was the the avenue. Uh, the second thing that I considered was somebody going with someone that I could trust. Now, yes. going, branching off into writing, it's like you have a lot of people who say they like your idea, but do they really want to use your words, or do they want to turn it into something that they want it to be? Um, So, it was finding somebody that I could really trust, and because I'm such an avid and voracious reader, I had a lot of, I had a lot of different avenues that I could turn to just for, you know, question purposes, like, okay, if I want to branch off into this, what would be the steps? Um, So, when I did when I did decide to publish, I went with someone that I was a fan of who had their own publishing. I'm not gonna say their own. They had um a publishing company that was backed by another company. Uh so I went with them and they honestly gave me the tools to go independent. <laughs> with the publishing house, like you said, it was the whole rewrites, it was the editing and things like that, which I didn't have a problem with. Um, What I will say, though, is I would encourage everyone to self-publish because you can keep your words your own. And that's the biggest part of writing for me. Like, I I want to say what I want to say and not have somebody say, oh, you should have said it like this. Oh, you meant that. No, I I know what I meant. I I said it. Um, So... Taking the time is what took so long to answer your initial question. <laughs> make taking the uh, time to make it perfect.
2: Okay, so when you say, you know, keeping your words your own, yes, I I want to assume that, and and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but basically, you like to write how you talk. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm I'm right there
2: with you. So this is this is how I'm I'm, yeah I'm right there with you because you know being in college a lot of times that's what I'm told is hey you you type like you talk you write like you talk and you know it's improper English and and you know they want to mark you up and grade you for all of this you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back and rehash and then they find a hundred other things within those things. It's like, well, if you correct it the first time and I fixed it, how is it still wrong? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's, that's my first question. That don't even make sense. Why would you exactly. correct the paper <laughs> exactly. to have to recorrect the paper? Why didn't you correct it all the way the first time? You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It sounds like you trying to reword the words to make it fit what you call proper English. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. That's what made me ask you that because i've thought about writing a book but that was one of my biggest fears is if somebody come back to tell me listen you're gonna have to listen bro you can go ahead and scratch all that you want to make it your book take it rewrite it do what you want i'm not doing all
3: that and see that's that's (laughs) now i don't know i don't know which um which genre you're Listen, I, I'm and not... that's one of the things about the urban fiction genre <laughs> that's one of the things that's so interesting about it because i mean it's it's what it what the name entails it's urban fiction so you know everybody is not going to pronounce things with an er it's, it's i mean if i want to say foe for foe it's a foe for foe it's not a four <laughs> for four <you> know? so, <laughs> um, that's, that's one of the good things about the urban genre you can you can make it your own now I will say this: um, when you branch off into those bigger markets like the Barnes and Nobles, uh, you you may have to encounter some of those bigger names in publishing that may say, "Hey, yeah, I like the concept, but you know, you might want to use this word instead of this word." Um, but I have been I have been told that there is a way to get your novels out there without so much as having a major backer it's all about you know the money that's that's one of the biggest things it's about the money um and if you put your if you put your money behind your craft you can do whatever you want to do honestly um but right now i'm on the level of just keeping things on amazon because i want to build myself just a little bit more before i say i'm ready for the targets and the barnes and nobles and everything else I actually like publishing to Amazon. It, I, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, you're talking um, about
1: like you're talking about full and complete ownership of your work and your brand, and and, and you making something your own, which is so important. We get so lost, um, trying to fit in. Hell, I'll pull back. I'll pull back the covers a whole lot. I do it with this a whole lot. Me and Fred was just having a long conversation not even a week ago, where I'm just like hey, should we just stick in one lane? Should we just do the interviews? Or should we just do the current events? Whereas the whole reason I wanted to start this podcast and the whole reason I want to start this podcast with Fred is because I wanted to prove that you don't have to fit into a box. You can have a conversation with anyone regarding anything as long as more than one party is open to it. So we can interview uh, Bianca Glasgow this week. We can interview gospel hip-hop artists. We can interview um, survivors of sexual assault, and we might have a porn star coming soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> hey,
3: porn stars and strippers, make sure they read my book.
1: Hey, I hey, like <laughs> hey, y'all, tune in to what's happening. Hit the follow button on your cell phone, on your Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you listen to us.
2: For sure, for sure. But yeah, no, nah, that's you know what I'm saying.
3: i'm reading the comments yeah (laughs) i
2: had to i had to put up there but uh brandon um, said uh, can he be my first
1: brandon said can he be the first white guy but you you gotta go check back you gotta go you gotta go hit the archives actually i don't
2: know you can check back on facebook you might only could get that on the podcast for right now that might be a saturday rewind though it's gonna be a two or three part series
1: though well, what I was gonna say is we definitely have had a white male guest, but I don't know that we've interviewed a white man. But stay tuned for that too. Your boy's working hard, trust me. <laughs> yeah,
2: really. but no, nah, back back to it though, you know, I, I I love, you know what I'm saying, the fact that it I I feel like more people is being comfortable putting books out, you know what I'm saying, and, and sharing the side of them that, you know one, is very creative, and two, you know, kind of helps you, you know what I'm saying, look at them in a, in a different light, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, what would you tell somebody who is, you know, thinking about it or wanting to do it but, you know, isn't pulling the trigger? What What would you tell them?
3: Well, the first thing that I would tell them is to remove all doubt and go for it. That might be the hardest thing, because to be very honest, I had to do that myself. Um, there was a time when I felt like, okay, everybody's putting out a book, so nobody's going to read my book. No, can't have that, can't have that thinking. So first, first thing, remove all doubt and go for it. Second thing that you are interested in writing about, don't Let people dictate to you what is going to sell and what is not going to sell. You know yourself, you know your craft just right. Just right. You'd be surprised who you may inspire, what may come from what you think isn't good enough. Just do it. That's really the only two things.
1: (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And you are 100% preaching to me right now because, like, Two maybe three months ago, I was on here. Me and Fred were recording. And I was like, I had this thought. I I told myself a joke. I'm gonna record a podcast, or I said I was gonna write a book. It's gonna be called 140 characters or less. And then Fred was just like, his face was just like, it don't sound like a joke. It sounds like something you want to do. And I've been low key thinking about it ever since that night that I said it. Just kind of put it out there. So you 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 high key talking to your boy right now, real talk. Um, so. Yeah, what's that? What's that process of, like, having the idea? Are you just I know mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but go into like greater detail. Are you just kind of like jotting ideas down of where you want to go? How, like, what's the process of starting a book?
3: Well, I can I can speak for myself. Oh, well, obviously. Um, first thing I first thing I think about is. What do I want others to know? What am I interested in? Uh, so, with the with the um, caught in a dangerous game with that book, it was it's about a stripper. I'm, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Um, oh, that's why you want her to listen. That's why you <laughs> excited. Well, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, gotta promote, gotta promote. Gotta <laughs> <It's damn> promote. shit.
3: <laughs> now, with that book, early saying that I want to be a stripper. But I'm saying I am thinking about what is a stripper, what what's going on in a stripper's mind? Okay. Um, so just thinking about what interests you. That's the first thing. Then turning it into how do I make it interesting for others? So with my book, it's this young girl. She's um, she's a little lost. Not she came, she comes from a family that's not very supportive. A lot of people can't relate to that. Uh, she decides that she's going to live her life for her and not for others, but in some, some things that's not so good. And it continues in part two with a completely different story. So I am mixing, I like to say that I'm mixing reality with a little bit of imagination because these things, I mean, they can honestly happen. It's just, how do I make it interesting so people can say, damn, you know, I can relate to that? Yeah, I can relate to that.
1: That's dope.
2: Yeah. Definitely hitting two sides of it or switching it up, you know. I, you know, bring it up and then have a plot twist and come back a different way, you know, where people can relate is is definitely uh-huh. you know saying, something that's unique. So, so you, well, it
3: was definitely a plot twist with charisma. Jesus Christ! And these <laughs> characters—they be in my head, like and they be fighting me. They be fighting me. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, calm down! I got you." <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I got hey, you.
3: <laughs> everybody
2: needs some shine, huh? Yeah. You, you ain't writing enough about them. huh?
1: <laughs> so you kind of gave a prelude, and you said, "In part two, this is gonna happen." And Natasha's question is, "When are you dropping a new book?" I'm, I'm assuming you're working on part two right now. No, so oh. part
3: two was actually no part two was done. So I
1: don't know if you Ooh. guys can see. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> but this there is part is. one. Hey, that's this a is dope.
3: Cover.
1: An game. Yes. And
3: this is part two.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so for the podcast so listeners, actually... she's sorry, just said for the podcast listeners we're seeing the book. She's these got a bunch she's got a both actually
3: Actually. Sorry. Yep. So those books are actually done and available on Amazon, um, as well as a third book that I have written. Now, to answer Natasha's question, shout out to Author T Friday. How are you doing? Thank you for tuning in. I am actually working on my eighth book right now, (laughs) so (laughs) I don't have a date yet. I wanted to put it out. I did want to release this year. However. I believe that i might have only because of work <laughs> work reasons okay uh, but the book is it's actually in progress uh, and i'd say it's about 55 percent done yeah
2: so okay. that that walks right into brandon's question so how do you envision how big or small your story would be can you read cover to cover you know but how do you write not knowing where the covers will close So basically saying like, how do you break your chapters? How do you know that you started and finished one book? You know, where, where does that happen at?
3: (laughs) So this is going, this might throw you off a little bit, Brandon, but I actually write the ending of my books first. I write the endings. Yeah. I write the endings so that I can tell the story from beginning to end, if that makes any sense. Writing my ending first, it helps me it helps me envision how I want the story to go. So if I say mm. John stab, I'm not gonna I'm not really stabbing anybody, you guys. John stabbed <laughs> in the back, the end. Okay, so what led John to stab Stacy? Let's start from the beginning and tell the story to the end. So um and I split my chapters up, I try to keep it as realistic without being too wordy. Um, so it'll, it may start with the backstory. Um, it may start with a current story, take it back a little bit and then we go back to the current. It really just depends on how I ended the book. <laughs> how, how I
1: ended the book. That's it really, really depends on. And, and you know, what's so interesting is that
0: You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC.
1: You're saying you don't know if it would make sense. It makes perfect sense to me to start from the end and work your way back. And the reason why it makes so much perfect sense to me is because those of you that are regular listeners know that I make no apologies about being a wrestling fan. And they they always talk about when they write the storylines released back in the day, they would say, here's the end point that we want to get to. And then they would write their stories backwards. Okay, so to get there, here's what makes sense. How do we get there from the point that we are now? So for you to say that, I start with my ending and make my way backwards absolutely makes perfect sense to me
3: mm-hmm. and then i find when you start at the end you eliminate being too wordy i've tried and i've tried it both ways so i've tried starting a book from the beginning to the end and i find it, it was too much and you don't want to bug your readers down with too much you want to give them just enough and if have a second part keep them guessing um now my last book that i wrote it was a standalone book so that one was a little bit more a little bit uh more pages i should say uh but i'm not going to say that was the end of those characters i will just say that that was a standalone book for now Would
1: (laughs) would it be easier to do a part two then from that perspective, if you say, okay, I want to get to this point in part two, but you've already got like part, like the beginning and or uh, started since you did a part one and then you already have characters, is it easier to just kind of do continuous parts? And is that why we see sequels upon sequels of movies and books and things of that nature?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you don't want your character to have that in. So you want to... You know, kind of give them just a just one more time to act right. And like with this book, I didn't want her to end up being the person that was just always on the bad side of just receiving everything. So I had to give her a proper ending. I had to give her a proper ending. Now, if you just sick of your characters and you just want them gone, yeah, <laughs> just give them one part, just give them one book. That'll be it. Um, now I will say with this next book, these characters, they have been seen before. They have been seen before, but it is not a part two per se. It is what's called in the writing world, it's called a continuation. Um, so you're just picking up from some characters that were previously seen. Same storyline, uh, it's a totally different storyline, just... Familiar
1: characters. That's dope. That's dope. So, you technically at this point have eight books written, three published, and one that's going to be published soon. I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna play the role with Fred for a second. What's holding you up from produ- from publishing another four books? What you holding us out for? <laughs> What's up with that?
3: Ooh, okay. Hey, stall,
2: stall her out, Debo.
1: <laughs> <actually> taking time.
3: <laughs> number one <laughs> um, so <laughs> with those books um with those four books that were previously published I did publish those under a publishing contract with a major publishing house okay um I decided to end that arrangement and go independent now like I said earlier I have all the rights to my books uh I just do not have the rights to any cover art. Uh, anything like that. So, first step is finding some proper cover art. Second step is actually just doing a complete rewrite and putting it back out on Amazon. Uh, so, with four books, I dig it. You can imagine that, that takes some time. I know, Brad. You know what I do for a living. So, <laughs> trying <laughs> to get that done with what I do is a little is a little hectic. Woo! Um, <laughs> I think so. I thank the pandemic, because uh, that was the reason why the three books that I did publish were put out on Amazon. Now that I'm back to working full time, it's like I write when I can, um, but I do still take time for it. I'm just trying to. I'm, I, I want to focus more on the new material, the past four books, and they're like they already know what it's about. But with these new books. People who don't know who I am, they can get a sense of who I am.
2: So Natasha says she got you to some cover groups. Um, Thank I'm, not, you. I'm not sure why you don't own the rights to them, but I got a very, very, very dope, um, graphic designer slash artist, And she gives you your rights. It's not no canvas or fiber. Like she, she gives you your, all your stuff. It could be mm-hmm. trademarked if you want it. Um, go ahead
3: okay uh, so when you uh when you are assigned to a publisher you don't have you don't own the rights because that publisher has an agreement with whoever does their cover art so when you when you get out of that contract you can now i'm not saying that you can't purchase something from them but the use of that cover art is the direct ownership of whoever you were signed to which i can understand because that's how they make their money too So,
2: even when you go through Amazon, you can't get
3: their ends from that
2: cover. So, when you go through Amazon, you can't, uh, like come with your own cover for your stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, my cousin did a cookbook and he had his artists, you know, create him a cover for his, but they did reject it a couple times and they had to redo it, you know what I mean? It, It was some stuff to it. I ain't gonna say it was just like, oh, yeah, he just threw something in there, but.
3: Oh, no, so you can most definitely come with your own cover. And these covers, so these covers, once again, shout out to author T. Friday. Uh, one of her pen sisters actually made my covers for me. So, yes, you can most definitely uh, come with your own covers. It's uh, it's just purchasing them, finding somebody who can see your vision. Um, but, yeah, you can come with your own covers. And I do know about the Amazon rules because when I tried to upload these on Amazon... I literally try for four days to get my cover dimensions right. So yes, I know I know all about that.
2: Definitely, definitely. So um, yeah.
3: But you um, it's just what yeah with the publishers it's a, it's a little bit different because like I said they they sometimes are in contracts with these people, so they don't want to rock the boat and say oh yeah I will work for you although you were formally signed to them. It's, it's corporate red
1: tape, and you got to make sure that. You you back at square one. Not at square one, but if there's ten squares, you probably back at square four, and you got to make sure that you do everything right so that you can't run into legal trouble down the road. Cause Absolutely. Because you ain't you ain't trying to make ten grand to get sued for thirty five. You know, I I I, I, I get you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, go ahead, Fred.
2: No, nah, go ahead, bro.
1: I lost my thought.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just finna throw Brandon question out there because he still got one that's all the way up in the comments and then he got another one that wasn't. So I was gonna try to you know Go ahead. get a couple answers real quick. So
1: last question for a while. You lie. <laughs> it's the question says, Do you use source material or do you research for the content of the stories? And if so, How do you keep from getting buried under all of the information out there and pick out the right inspirations?
3: I love that question. So Brandon, I actually do both. Um, Now my story, a bit of reality mixed with some imagination. So a lot of the times what I'll do is if I know that I'm going to write something about an issue that somebody that I know might be going through or may have been through, I will use that reality portion. And then for the imagination, yeah, I'll quickly hop on Google and I'll say, okay, how did this drug dealer turn this into this? <laughs> um, or what? Could, how much does this cost? If I'm selling drugs, I'm, I'm just, but that's what I'll do. Um, how much does a Lamborghini really cost? You know, stuff like that. Um, and how do I keep it from getting buried under all the information? I honestly, that's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I guess I can take it and turn it into something else, maybe. I, I, I guess, maybe. Um, but I try not to ever write about the same thing more than once either.
1: Y'all want to be Tyler Perry and write the same play? Oh, goodness, in the same no. movie?
3: God awful ass wigs! Oh God! No, no. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I oh, just man, had to get. No. It. <laughs> i had To have
2: Brad disclaiming this whole podcast <laughs> just in case is. Tyler Perry yes. want to do something with him. You, oh uh, yeah, hold on, Bradley. You, Bradley finna go straight red red tape on you, real. The quick. rule, <laughs> the view <laughs> press. <laughs> I love you,
1: Tyler.
3: Um. And what's funny about that, you know, when I was signed, when I was signed to a publisher, a lot, okay. In case you guys don't know, a lot of our royalties are based upon reviews and how many people actually download your book and read the reviews that I got. I'll never forget this one. One of the reviews I got was I am tired of reading about the same hood ass dramas where the females are damsel in distress while the men just sit here and fuck random bitches and sell drugs. Now, I'm not going to lie to you all. My first book was something about that, but <laughs> I tried to make it different. I, I, I tried to make it different.
2: Listen, she sounded like <laughs> she was the one that was getting cheated on by the drug dealer <laughs> Negro. That...
3: <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I kept that review in my mind for the next book that I wrote. And I told myself that, okay, I'm going to try to make this book different. And I did. And when I did, the feedback that I got was terrible because everybody wanted that first book. They were like, oh, no, that first book was the bomb. What happened to that? And I'm like, well, I mean, if you want something. I can try to conjure up something else, but I took it a different route. And I honestly, now I like the route that I'm going on with it because the stories there, like I said, they're still relatable. Not to say that, you know, you can't fall in love with a drug dealer and he, you know, does whatever to you. It's just, I, I'll say that I kind of morphed past it, but it's still in there. I mean, I can write you a dope story about it. It's just.
1: Pun right intended. Now, different. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're right. You can't please everyone, Tasha. That's definitely true.
1: And, and that goes back to the Tyler Perry piece of it. You know, we can, you know, we make fun of, at the, you know, you said the terrible wigs. You know, the place where they had the microphone just a- dangling right over their nose and stuff is crazy. But you know what, though? When you have a certain, like, your stuff will never please anybody. So find your niche and, and, and just grow within that range. Do what. I mean, because if you're trying to do, no matter what you're doing, writing a book, podcasting, um, cooking, anything that you're doing, if you're doing something and you don't have passion to do it, or in the way that you go about doing it, it's just not going to be good content, no matter what it is that you're producing. So Absolutely. you can not you can't please everybody. Please yourself.
3: Absolutely. I might put that in the book.
1: <laughs> hey i'm with it um we'll we go to brandon's question before we go to my brandon's next question because i told you he was a liar <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. this
2: was the one that was like at the beginning i said hey, remember, oh I I uh, I uh, all right i'm gonna get into you know something to meet up
1: and let her get her story out of what she do but he's asking you to to go over what it takes to network as an author, and why he's talking about networking as an author. T Friday, Arthur T, Author T Friday. I heard that. If you want to come talk on what's happening, hit us in the DMs. What's happening? Uh, but Brad is <laughs> asking, can you go over what it takes to network as an author? Also, what is your process on finding a way to write without losing your own voice within the text? Okay.
3: Well, I will say. Networking with other authors on who you are as a person and your personality type. So, um, like, author T friday like, she's in the comments. She is honestly one of the first people that reached out to me when I decided that I was going to actually publish my book. So, I can say that she has been uh, truly helpful and inspirational with this whole process because she's published a lot of books. So she kind of showed me the ropes and everything and just told me, you know, the what to and what not to do when it comes to, you know, writing. Um, now, one of the things, and I, I don't, I'm i not gonna throw out any names or say anything too bad. One of the things that I have found that um, when you're working as an, the genre is, is very clicky. I will say that it's very, very much clickish. So a lot of the times, finding people to network with is not easy because everyone, it it looks as if you're stepping on other people's toes. Uh, So to network, you have to have tough skin. You have to be willing to, you know, put yourself out there and take the feedback. You have to be willing to take the shade and take the negative comments because that does come along with it. Um, My process of finding a way to write without losing my own voice I publish independently. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, I am all about keeping my word. Not feeling as if I'm constrained to someone is how I keep my voice. It allows me to speak my words freely. I don't have to worry about somebody telling me not to say this, not to say that. It's as simple as that.
1: No, mm. That's a bar right there. <laughs> That's a bar right there. I do it myself. That's how I do it. It's going to be what it's going to be. Going back to that Tyler Perry piece. Tyler Perry's movies come out of Tyler Perry Studios. Um, Talk about how you said this was-
3: Oh, Spencer as well. Thank you. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, you're fine. You said that Granny put the battery in your back when you were five, right? Yes. To go through that journey, of having that burning passion inside of you as a child to to putting the pen to paper uh, as an adult in 2012 to getting published in 2018. What was that so, feeling like?
3: <laughs> so it honestly started really because I was a, an only child. I was, a, I was an only years old. So when other people had imaginary friends, I had... Myself in my room, just writing down little thoughts. So that's where it started, and how it started. Progressing into actually publish, or I'm sorry, writing a book. It was it was a scary journey. Uh, I can I can only be honest when I say that it was very scary because, like I said earlier, there was always that little bit of, well, is it going to be good? Um, am I good enough? Read it. Then that turned into just stepping out on faith. Like I said, my husband, he told me, you won't know it until you actually put it out there. Um, so it's just it's just been a journey. That's the best way to describe it. It's just been about self, about believing in self and just putting it all out there.
1: That's, that's what it's been. <laughs> that's dope. So what what was the satisfaction of having it? Of, of finally having it out there and having it published?
3: People coming to me and telling me that they were inspired by me actually putting out words. Um, people just telling me how they knew I can do it and they were proud of me. And other people who know me as like outside of the writing just telling me like I read it and I didn't believe, I, I honestly believe that this was written by somebody who had been writing for 15, 20 years because it was just that well written, that well put together, that professional. Um my
1: well, if my math is,
3: is little butterfly like, okay, I actually did something.
1: Yeah, if my math is correct, you had you had been writing for 20 to 25 okay. years, right?
3: Listen, listen, y'all are the ones that's old. I'm not that old, okay? Ooh. I'm
1: Ho- hold on,
3: I'm young, hold
1: yeah. on. I'm not wait, sure. a <laughs> wait a minute,
3: wait uh, a minute, Mr. Yeah, we went to high school together, so I mean, like I joke <laughs> with Reggie all the time, he's like 40, so that makes you
1: hey, like uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. hold on, time out. If he like 40, that's his business. I graduated on time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. No, that's that's dope though. That, that that's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, your your support system is, is extremely dope. You know what I'm saying? Your husband's dope for, for pushing you in all the right directions, you know what I'm saying? It sound like every time you kind of try to fight it, he's like, hey, look, go ahead and put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Shoot yeah, the he,
3: shot. He most definitely he's the one that put me on a writing schedule. Uh <laughs> huh. So, like
1: oh. I said, during the pandemic, I'm tired. He put me on a writing schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what's up. That that's that's so dope, and I'm no, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. So, for our listeners, what are the names of all four books or all three books that you have published out now? That they and where can they go get them?
3: Okay, so. All of my books are available currently right now on Amazon under my author name, which is B-G. It's B-E-Y and the letter G. Uh, I do have an author page set up on Amazon. And the three books that are available are Caught in a Dangerous Game. Then we have uh, Caught in a Dangerous Game Part 2. And the third book is called did it all.
1: yeah. And everything is available uh, on Amazon right now?
3: Everything is available on Amazon for either digital download to your Kindle device or your cellular phone, or you can purchase a paperback book for a nominal fee.
1: Hey, we need the nominal fees. I ain't mad at you one bit um I was go and do the audible version too see Fred will hold you accountable
3: <laughs> he go- you know uh, you're not the first person that mentioned that i was thinking about that i'm like it's,
2: hey listen i don't read like that but if somebody gonna read it to me i'll listen i ain't even gonna <laughs> front with you because listen i'm only gonna read about money finances investing that's the only thing you're going to catch me read, But if, if I got to listen to something else, now I can listen. But if I got to read it, it won't work.
1: Ooh.
3: Listening to, so I've listened to on Audible and it's hilarious. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It is very hilarious. Just listening to the enunciation of the words, it's like, no, Susan, why did you say it like that? That's not the way that it goes. But I digress. Like you said, it's some people are more comfortable with that. I think you find more humor in Audible books, um in the urban <laughs> genre.
2: But hey, you might be able to get that done two ways. That's a double tre- check, you know what I'm saying? Because look, you can you can record it yourself in the way that you intended for it to be you can. said, yes. and then yes. you can have Susan who recorded it in the way that it was unintended, and now you have two different dialects of an urban fiction book. You Know what I'm saying? That's check for two people, but you'd be surprised. Like, I don't listen to some of these audible books, mm-hmm. you know, for school, and you know, it's kind of dope to hear this American man give an African accent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it, it's one of those things, though. But I mean, you, Jones, woman. what's not true? I'm not true. You, you don't think Susan gonna say it wrong? you right, yeah, <laughs> Miss Jones, what's,
1: what's
2: not true? Hey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, don't know what's going on. I don't know
1: what's going on. That's why I'll be looking at the comments now. <laughs> all right, uh, B. Where can people find you if they want to follow you on Japan. social media?
2: Japan.
1: You all in the interview? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm like, um. i like, <laughs> did, did we <laughs> get hacked? <laughs> I heard it. I'm cursed.
2: It's all good. I'm currently
3: in the Freestyle's process a of rebuilding my author's page. Okay. Um so right now I just have my personal I just have my personal uh, my personal Facebook page right now. Uh I did say that once I put out my third uh I'm sorry my fourth book, I was going to build a website cuz I don't want people just to go on my website and see two books. I want them to have, you know, more content. So um as of right now it's just my personal Facebook page. Where you get to see the shenanigans of me. But author page coming back soon.
1: Okay. Okay. So for the podcast listeners, I will have all of that for you in the show notes. So look at that. And then while you're in the show notes, make sure you hit follow uh, for whatever app you're doing, whatever app you're using to listen to podcasts. Um, You can see all of our social media information in there. You can follow the show at What's happening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. The way it's spelled on your phone, W-H-U-S-H-A-T-T-N-I-N. You can follow Fred on Instagram at mister.humble underscore beginnings. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Robinson86. And you can follow me everywhere else at Brad Robinson1986. If you like what we do, share the show with a friend. Leave us a five star rating in your podcast app and leave us a review. So that way, that helps us grow the show and other people can find us as well. We appreciate everybody listening to us. We appreciate our live audience here on Facebook and YouTube. B, we appreciate you as well. Thank you for coming. That's all I got. You want to add anything, Fred?
3: Thank you for having
2: me. Oh, right, nah, no. It's been a pleasure. Hey.
1: Maybe next
2: time you, you, know, when you drop your book and get it done, you can do a listening party or we can do a book release, you know what I'm saying, a virtual book release, something different. Yeah. And that's something we'll, we'll spice it up on what's happening. But yeah, and uh, since I done opened up my Facebook to be on public, you can follow me on Facebook too. So I'm gonna have that,
0: my normal peace.